1: to the chief he's the chief and he needs hailing that's of course a classic scene from the hit film my fellow americans starring jack lim and walter Matthau, both as president john two F. two angry
0: presidents two angry presidents <laughs>
1: grumpy old president grumpy old statesman uh one of the classics of their later years uh my fellow americans uh but but today we're celebrating president's day of course here at my brother my brother and me an advice show for the modern era, I'm your oldest president, Justin McElroy.
0: I'm your middleest president, Travis McElroy. Guys, President Obama is a space monster from the planet Muslim, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why he gets his own holiday. and he's trying to, to kill be, my freedom. Hold my on, real freedom. quick,
1: before we get emails on this. I just remembered Walter Mouth, was not in My Fellow Americans, it was James Garner. <laughs> and, and, before we get other emails about this, Griffin is Griffin McElroy.
0: <laughs> he but my position about- on President Obama's <laughs> space monster ship stands.
1: I know, but Earth- you definitely want to put a signature at the end of that bomb ball. <laughs> <laughs> the people know who that voice is attached to.
0: How come no matter how many times we
1: ask him, he can't produce a birth certificate showing that he's not from outer space? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever noticed that? Let us see your Earth bud! Um, So, I have a question for you guys, and uh, my dear friend Jeremy Dubin uh, asked me this, and it kind of started, so, here's the situation. Okay. You're about to get into a bar fight, right? Okay. Just a big old brawl. Okay. You can have three presidents backing you up. Okay. Which three do you choose? Uh, Well, I think we can all agree that James Buchanan's right out. He died of the flu, right? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. No
0: Buchanan. Uh is that the one that gave the too long speech and died from it? Yeah, yep. I think. I mean, yeah. If you punch that guy outside, he's, he's done dead. Though. I think we can all agree
1: that first and foremost is Andrew Jackson. No, that no, that's ridiculous. Andrew Jackson has killed a man. Andrew so Jackson is a crazy person. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have you gotta have Andy J. Uh,
0: backing uh, you up. Can I drop Polk on you guys? He see, so, I said Polk. He's so thick, so hardy. Like I you said, Polk knock, too can't knock him over.
1: Yeah, you know, you, I mean uh, another another, I think, solid choice would be would be Taft because you just mm. keep pounding it and where are his vital organs? I don't know. He and has, he can do that big belly bounce thing where yeah. he like, knocks someone across the room? He does and he does a thousand hand slap. Which is really <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> Wait, I think you're thinking of Zangief. I am thinking of e Honda, of course. <laughs> but that is um, James K.
0: Polk can do yoga fire though. Yoga so fire uh, obviously there's Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Teddy Roosevelt though, that's so odd. he's probably busy in somebody else's fantasy ballroom <laughs> fight. You're not gonna be able to get you're not gonna be able to get Teddy. He's gonna be busy. And what about Franklin? Franklin is good get for the R. Who's gonna go after him? If it's last man standing, he has got a distinct advantage. Or disadvantage, depending on how strict the rules are.
0: <laughs> Can I say Jeb Bartlett? Okay. Yeah, why not? It's your not It's your... Sh- his illness, I don't know, may not make him the fiercest competitor. Nah, I would it is put him in there. He's never been in a, a military man, as folks on that show are want to point out.
1: Gerald Ford uh, turned down offers to play in the NFL. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that he would be a good quarterback for your punch team. What about uh, Bill Clinton? Fucker's charming. He's so charming. Hey, you we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's all relax over Nazima. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, impression. Of Bill Clinton I'm no, actually, actually Statistically speaking A lot of people don't know this I'm actually the only person on uh, Earth Who impersonates Bill Clinton mm-hmm. <laughs> So that is the actually first Bill Clinton impression That a lot of people You really
0: captured his Zima presidency Here's the thing. so well
1: The thing is You gotta talk like this And, yeah. and, uh, and that's um, it my Step one Talk fellow, like Bill
0: Clinton maybe a, <laughs> uh, maybe a fellatio goof
1: uh, <laughs> uh, My fellow Americans Hello jobs <laughs> <laughs> is that good is that a good impression That's Do I, uh, capturing his, I'm uh, capturing his irreverence <laughs> certainly mm-hmm. I, I, hey let's as much as I love, love talking about which presidents could take a punch we should probably help some people out with advice this first question comes to us from form spring I got a girl's number from a night out a few weeks ago but after a few texts nothing came from it What's the protocol for the number? Do I delete it? Forget it ever happened, or do I leave it and live in constant fear of accidentally dialing it? <laughs> oh man. Um, guys
0: is Form spring like Pinterest?
1: I do what? not know pinterest is that a, is that a social social networking
0: thing? it's like it's like Skype, but with push pins from what I understand.
1: I mm-hmm. actually have reached my limit on any. Joining any sort of social networks, and I think this is how you become an old person and that I used to think it was so dismissive You know you would try to teach an old person something new and they say "Ugh, I'm not gonna learn that and then I'm just yeah. like hey where are you being cranky? What you discover as you get a little older There's a great sense of power to say like hey, I'm not putting that in my life get We're out here. of here I'm not Google putting buzz news. buzz off buzz <laughs> off keep it tweeter toe, twut off Tweet out of here. (laughs)
0: Uh, Pinterest. You are going to call that number. You will call the
1: number, and it will not be accidental. It will be drunk. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. It'll maybe be a year from now, when you're real sad and lonely on Valentine's Day, and you you just call her at night, and you go, hey, hey, Deborah, hey, we haven't spoken in about a year. I thought we had something special together. Oh,
0: man, the whole episode, huh? <laughs> this is former president Bill Clinton. I'm a ghost now. Now I'm a ghost who loves blowjobs. <laughs> I love blowjobs, balanced budgets, and hauntings.
1: Your sounds more like Don <laughs> you got it. The secret to Bill Clinton is you gotta sound like a ghost underneath a bunch of blankets. <laughs> that, that's the secret. <laughs> I love Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and if you throw the Undertaker in there, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it's me, former President Bill Clinton. Blow jobs
0: <laughs> Um, I don't understand why you why you need this number. You know what I mean. I like to keep my contact list real tight, real tight. Um, I very recently uh, deleted the Geno's Pizza phone number <laughs> from Huntington. Where I don't live anymore, um, but I used to. I needed that quick access so I could call him up, get a pizza ready in ten minutes, grab it, and chomp. But now I don't need that number anymore. You have even less utility for the number you have. Um, yeah, you. But well, what you're if he does need it someday?
1: It's good to let go. You know what? She rejected you. This is your chance. This is your only chance to reject her. Say, okay, I don't need you in my life either close the door on her i mean who cares if they're uh, are already they're already closed but you know you can close it on your side like a hotel room <laughs> two doors you closed your door doesn't matter if the other one's closed you'll never think about it again because as far as you can remember you deleted her number and that's mm. what you'll tell your grandkids or or you taught me to tone her and you write it on a bathroom wall oh,
0: oh, don't do that, no, don't do that.
1: Again, you put it wouldn't it on, be tempted, though. Put it on
0: Pinterest. Put
1: it on Pinterest. No one knows what that is. <laughs> it should be safe there. No one will find it and, and delete it. Um, but yeah, you, you don't want to hold on to that. Yeah, delete it. Get rid of it. Uh, w- while working at Subway one day with my boyfriend, a customer came up and their fly was down. We were both wondering what is the proper etiquette of notifying someone of this? Since they are a paying customer. We don't want to embarrass them and, lo- and lose their business, but we also don't want them walking around being embarrassed that their zipper is down. What do we do? That's from a sweet sandwich artist. Oh man. Okay, I, my, my feeling on this has always gone, like the same thing with food and the teeth, right? If, if I, uh, my rationale is if I uh, don't tell them, then they're just gonna walk around like a goof all day. They'll wanna know it's there. But then as I got older, it dawned on me, if no one tells them, they'll just think no one noticed. Here's the thing, though, because here's what I do. If I've been walking all day with my my zipper down, I get home and realize it. I do a mental checklist back through the day of all the people I
0: had contact with (laughs) and think, why didn't they tell me? Why didn't they tell me? Why didn't any of these people tell me? It's like drawing up a containment net. And, like, a viral outbreak. You're like, oh, man, I was at the grocery store, so they all saw it, told all their <laughs> friends. Yeah. And then I a, incredible arousal is the only thing. Like, a <laughs> blinding arousal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, diving into a sun of arousal.
1: <laughs> Just burning your skin off with the heat of the passion of your self-exposure to the neighborhood. women. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing about, the like, the fear of being embarrassed about having your zipper down is unless your junk is actually, like, hanging out. Nothing happened. Like, the only thing you're embarrassed about is that a zipper was undone on your pants. Like, there was no other consequence to it. Are you saying, but Charles, that doesn't make sense, because then we could just walk around zipper-free. If that was the Mm -hmm. case, we'd just all have big gaps down there, big, big, shitty pockets. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't do the zipper, but I'm just saying, like, that horrified feeling you get when you realize that your zipper's been down for, like, four hours. Isn't as bad
0: as the feeling is realizing that you've been... Hanging... Hanging... <laughs> hanging, some, brain. <laughs> hanging brain? Hanging brain? Well, yeah. I would say that having your junk actually hanging out of your
1: pants is a lot worse than You're just having your zipper down. You're suggesting
0: that telling somebody to examine their zipper is like a warning that they are just a step away yeah, from... Yeah, you you are walking a,
1: a razor's edge, my friend. Yeah. Uh, but, is I mean, but... Try, oh, man. Sometimes you say things that I don't know if they make sense or not, and it's it's hard trying to decode it. Like, I, your... I'm just saying it could totally be casual, just like, "Hey, your zipper's
0: down." They'd be like, "Oh, thanks, cool." But you can't be casual, like, Travis, because in that sentence, what you aren't saying at the beginning is, "Hey, I was just looking at your dick, and I noticed." Now that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you how about I was giving you a a head to toe check. Yeah, to I see what
1: doing... various articles of clothing you'd forgotten to finish. Maybe you can wait a minute. Maybe you can. Trigger some synapse in their brain that makes them check their crotch mm. while oh you're like in, that's a great belt, like in the transaction, right? like say um, did you want did you want some extra salami mm-hmm. on ah. your
0: sandwich? Did you want that foot long or six inches? Did you want a sandwich? Because
1: like, I can already see you've got a hot dog. That's Did
0: the worst thing. That
1: was the worst. That was just because of kid. his wiener. Right. Oh, right. Okay. okay right. Did you? Is it just as embarrassing if a woman has her zipper down? No, I don't think it's just. I don't. Uh, is it? I. You know the difference. What women would check. Because women aren't like men that just stumble out of the bathroom and hope everything's okay in there. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> blindly clawing their way out of the room. That's, that's how we get through life. Unless <laughs> women around I barely made it. Anytime a man le- is in a bathroom, it looks like a Jekyll turning in behind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Scraping
1: at the walls and playing, just looking for uh, a way out.
0: I am Every time I go to the bathroom, I'm basically just racing. Right? Like, I'm racing against my ghost from the last lap. I'm trying to beat, trying to beat my time. And, know, and to that effect, like, I will just walk out of the bathroom with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> and then hit the stopwatch. <laughs> hit it. Go, yes. <sighs> Did it. Shaved off a few precious hundreds. Do you, uh, this
1: is, uh, I, I guarantee you that every man has done this. And I doubt, I hope and pray that no woman has... Um, do you guys ever, in the middle of your bathroom ritual, you know there's something else you need to do, but God damn it, you're done in there. You're, uh-huh. just, you're just done with it, and that whatever that thing is, it's just gonna have to. It's just gonna have to wait. Whatever, whatever thing, whatever part of your ritual you did not do that morning, it's just gonna be because you don't want to spend any more time in there. Mm-hmm. Usually, for me, it's that someone else has just like walked into the bathroom. Usually, someone I don't trust. <laughs> <laughs> So you in? You know, this competitive bathrooms.
0: <laughs> Is this a player
1: versus player bathroom, or
0: a... are you trying to take my secrets, or cooperative
1: bathroom, or do we get cubbies? Uh, Griffin, how about a Yahoo?
0: Um, sure. Um, this one was sent in by the real Neil Orr. Thank you, the real Neil Orr. It's by Yahoo Answers user LOL who asks. Do I have a right to do this? I'm paranoid, and I needed to ask this. If someone is trying to see my imagination or hear my thoughts or sense my emotions, do I have a right to make a back-off face to them to make them get out of my head? <laughs> I know some people who try to read me, and I want to stop it. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Oh, Jesus. They're, pra- they're afraid they're getting mentalisted. They're getting
0: mm-hmm. in- enceived. They're getting, uh, what's,
1: mm. Oh, God. They're looking for micro gestures.
0: They're getting horse whispered. <laughs> are you
1: trying to horse whisper me? Are you seeing through my, my, uh, are you trying to see context in my words? Subtext? These
0: thoughts are my own, and they usually have to do with apples and sugar, because I'm a pony. <laughs> I'm a pony. Um,
1: that's why it's so easy to be a horse whisperer. They're only talking about one of two things. Mm-hmm. Hey, get off. Or give me an apple. (laughs) I I don't even know what to say. All I can hope is that this person that is feeling this way is just completely misreading someone. Like, walking up like, hey, how's it going? Get out of my head! These are my emotions! Whoa. Hey, whoa. I just asked you if you wanted extra salami. (laughs) I didn't mean anything else. There's no subtext there.
0: Is is the world we live quietly a psychic battlefield people trying to get into your people head? trying to people trying to scope my business mm-hmm. my cranium business that they don't need to know about but they're trying to scope it out and like I'm trying to throw up defensive barriers with my own mm-hmm. prowess there are there
1: are uh, Griffin it's 2012 yeah. every minute there are 60 hours of footage uploaded to YouTube. All we want is for that to be true. <laughs> All we want is yeah. to pray that someone wants to know what our dreams are. Please <laughs> someone, someone be trying to get into my head because I'm just laying out the, the welcome mat for you every day on my channel, Glasses Girl for 2020.
0: Mm. Um, isn't this what live journal is for? live journal pinterest any number of social (laughs) networking sites uh yeah i uh my brain is constantly just outputting like a really foul mouth 12 year old girl who's just talking shit about her classmates so Mm -hmm.
1: is that your what your internal critic sounds like that is
0: i call her i I call her a little shoddy, and she's (laughs)
1: Griffin makes it huge. His you gotta have when you get big, you gotta have a vanity cartoon. Waynehead, mm-hmm. uh, Hammeran, you got uh-huh. <laughs> Wish, wish kid, you make it big, you get a vanity cartoon. Griffin's vanity cartoon is gonna be Little Shoddy, featuring Wanda Sykes as the voice of Little Shoddy, and try, Griffin will write all the uh, the scripts himself. And it'll last mm-hmm. three, three, uh, three episodes. Three minutes. Short-lived. It will last 3 3 uh 3 episodes 3 short lived it does not need to be long to be a good vanity cartoon, you just, you, you everybody gets one. And that'll be Griffin's. My internal critic is, is Rupert Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. And whenever I have, uh, no matter what entertainment or media I'm taking in, he's always disappointed in, him, in me. That's, that's not a goof. I, I just, I feel guilty all the time that I'm not reading books. <laughs>
0: Sometimes for me it's Wanda Sykes, so sometimes it's Maggie Smith, sometimes they're together, and they're just- ah, I would watch that buddy comedy oh, all day long. Oh, man. They
1: made it, it's called Taxi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an internal critic. Okay. Is that normal? You Excellent. have a lot of- you have a lot of external ones. <laughs> <laughs> balance, right? Mm.
1: Uh, everybody get out of everybody's heads. We're just trying to live, day to day. Get out of there. Hey, I have been with my official, um, uh, uh, there it is, people. I just podcasted so hard that I got winded. <laughs> Wrapping it up any time now. I mean my life. Uh, I have been official with my boyfriend for almost two months and things are great. However, there's one problem. My best friend, who is a girl. His best friend. His best friend, who is a girl, has who has been desperately in love with him for the past two and a half years. Although they go to school together and my college is three hours away, I do not feel threatened by her. My issue comes from her refusal to recognize and respect my role in his life. When I go to visit him at school, she will drop by, refuse to leave, and throw little jabs and backhanded comments my way. I've told my boyfriend that these things make me uncomfortable, but he sees nothing wrong with it. Although he never reciprocates her affections, he won't tell her that her behavior is both intrusive and appropriate. Perhaps I'm overreacting, but it's really getting on my nerves, and I'm not sure how much longer I can hold my tongue and play nice. What do I do? Olivia. Uh, Olivia, you need someone in your life who is going to give you the straight dope, and you're lucky because we are here for you. You need to pull. Bounce the ripcord and bounce. Yeah, because I'll tell you what. Here's my take on it. Your boyfriend is addicted to to this girl's attention. Oh yeah, he loves it. Because she's so nice to him and says all these nice things and is just so in love with him. For the last two and a half years, anybody that realizes that their best friend is like desperately in love with them for that amount of time and doesn't back away from the situation or put an end to it, is just loving the attention. Yeah. The extent to which you need to bounce is, is incalculable. Like, you need to trust us on this one We can tell you why you need to bounce, but you have got to bounce.
0: Yeah, you got to go. I mean, this is so obvious. (laughs) I don't mean that. You got to go. This thing's done. I was was rereading the email because if you've been dating for like, you know, 20 years, then maybe you should reconcile. But two months and this. No, 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 no. This
1: is my main issue with it that she like talked to her boyfriend and said like, hey, this isn't cool. And he was like, ah, it's fine. I think it's cool. Time to get out. Go, go, go. Men and women can be friends. Didn't you see Will and Grace? Ugh. That's a bad example. Uh My best friend's wedding.
0: Oh uh, wait. Do you mean Dupree. Don't make you, G- got, you um. are you got a lady dupe. And you have to you have to get out of this. You situation. have to, <laughs>
1: Olivia, you are in the story of of their relationship. She is the Kate Hudson and you are the Baxter, you are yeah. about Baxter. to get
0: Baxtered so hard. Yeah. You're Baxter, you, you need to. Yeah,
1: it's brutal. You need to get out um, because you, uh, you. You. This is not going to end well. This is bad. It's really bad. And the fact that she's even around right now is is wholly unacceptable. It, I don't know. How, one of two she... things is going to happen. Like she's going to win him, or you're going to find your tires slashed or something. Yeah, but, or she's like,
0: going to go full blown swim fan. And, and burn your apartment down.
1: If you had told us before you got into this relationship that you were going to date someone that lives three hours away, we would have very sternly warded you off from it. We would have mm-hmm. said, no, that's a bad idea. Now we honestly have to put our foot's feet down, yeah. our collective feet. And our foots. And our foots. <laughs> foots. All, all our three, foots. All three foots on the ground say, you that you can't do this, Olivia. You're too no. good for him. Too good for this situation. It's not him, even. It's not... It's it, I mean, it is him because he obviously needs to grow up and have some emotional maturity and, and make some boundaries with this girl. Yeah. What is she even doing around? If you see each other, if you live three hours away, it can't be rare. That, you know, it, it's got to be a rare thing that you guys get to spend time together. What is she even doing there? That's what I'm saying. And the fact that your boyfriend doesn't see any problem with that, And when you confront him about it, he's like, nah, it's fine. No. Like, that's such an issue for me. We cool. <laughs> we cool. Oh, yeah. You're not. You're not cool. You know, nope. be- bounce. This is because if you put it in any other context, like I never get to see my boyfriend, but then when I do, all he does is sit there and read a book. All he does is sit there and play video games. Like if he can't divide himself from this girl long enough to just hang out with you when you actually get to visit, mm-hmm. like that's that's an issue. Um, absolutely. And you know what else is is an issue? Hmm. Money. I
0: mean, I guess. I, I guess people need it, and people like, need it when you I don't guess. have enough of and it, and people
1: want it. Money zone. It. This message is for who, Travis? Well, this first message is for Ashley Metcalf. Oh, uh, oh. and it's from <laughs> Mom, Buddy, Brandy, and Kristen. Uh, And they say, happy 28th birthday. Um, uh, They're going to have a listening party tonight, uh, which is awesome. So happy birthday. You're listening right now. Um, And yeah, so Ashley, uh, it's her birthday. She's the youngest of three girls. She has a dog named Butters, and she loves MBMBAM and unicorns. Two great tastes that taste great together. We are the unicorn of podcasts. So happy birthday
0: to you, Ashley. She asked for a jingle, but we, we took this pretty firm position on only giving jingles to businesses and not people, because that's weird. So instead, because it's your birthday, I'll give you the title of a jingle, and it would have been Birthday Boo. But now that's Aww. a... But you have to make up the song yourself. That's just, that's just a leaping off point. So once you start Ashley Metcalf Incorporated, Griffin will do a <laughs> jingle for you. Yes.
1: <laughs> Who else we got on the, uh, on the old birthday calendar, Traff? Uh, we've also got Sarah of Melbourne, Australia, and that comes from Tom, also of Melbourne, Australia. Um, and Tom wishes Sarah a happy Valentine's Day and birthday and three-year anniversary combo. So he's getting three wishes for the price of one. <laughs> it's a great deal. We should have charged him triple. <laughs> but In fact, we now will retroactively, now well, charge, retroactively him charge him triple. triple. Um, um, and it-
0: she, He says that she's secretly in love with me, which I'm not. I don't really want to do any internet cuckolding today, thank you. (laughs) I will just just hang out and not do that. But thank you. (laughs) But no,
1: (laughs) but I appreciate the offer, but no. (laughs) And we would be remiss, so happy birthday, Valentine's Day anniversary to Sarah of Melbourne. Uh, You know what makes a great gift? For, uh, for anybody, any occasion. Eternal love. Eternal love. And barring that is the gift of time. And barring that is the gift of economy. And barring that is the gift of environmental awareness. And you can give all three to people with a brand new project called Stack. Stack is a revolutionary concept in the world of soap uh, stuff. <laughs> you know, like soap, soapery? Mm-hmm. It's a revolutionary soap- soapery soaping. Soapistry. Soapistry. Um, so basically what stacked soap is, it's a bar of soap that wear, that has a divot on the top. And as you wear it down to, you just get the, the what we've trademarked is called the stupid sliver. You mm-hmm. end up with a stupid sliver. And, and usually you throw that away or you slip on it and die. With stack
0: <laughs> soap, sorry. It's no murder, death.
1: It's a murder sliver.
0: You're washing, and, it, you're washing your body with it. You're washing your butt and your butt swallows the sliver of soap because it's so <laughs> tiny and so, you get sick.
1: So stack soap is built with a divot, and when you use a bar of stack soap, it wears down so it fits exactly in that divot. So when the, you just have a murder sliver, you slap it into a new bar, you don't waste any soap, and you're you're back off to the races and you and, and when you get another sliver, you slap it into the next bar. I have had a bar uh, the founder Eric has sent me a a uh, a few bars, and I've been using it. I feel probably I feel like I've never been cleaned before. Which is unsettling, but also, uh, you know, I'm glad to discover it now before I'm in can my you 40s. Des-
0: now, can you describe the scent to me? N-
1: yes. The bars he sent me were prototypes and unscented. So this will be a so show it of... it con- smells
0: like clean. <laughs> so
1: it smells clean. It's a very clean scent. But anyway, uh, he was looking for money to make get a copper die uh, to, to make these bars. You needed nine grand. You guys are insane people, and you have fully funded his project uh the, the the kickstarter is fully funded um and because you guys were tw- tweeting and talking about it the story was picked up by like boing boing and uh and gizmodo and a few other sites so um you guys are as always the best so thank you for proving that we are an economical juggernaut we are a huge powerhouse in the world of internet internet soapistry um now griffin you've been working on a jingle uh, for four stack soap can you give us an update on that
0: yeah, I you know, I'm all about right now I'm just sort of oscillating between themes
1: mm-hmm.
0: um between genres, you know, between like there's a lot of cleanness I think has a lot of implications in in the poetical sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a few and, words that weren't words in there, but please go on. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to like find the sign. There's like a lot of ether. I'm not used to this much ether when I create. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so like my net, I have to refine my net so that the ether. So where's your
1: net at right now?
0: Like right now I'm thinking like a southern, southern rock. Southern rock and like the, it's all about getting clean, you know, but like the cleanness is also a metaphor for love. Okay. Human love between people. So what's that sound like? So, like, put your soap in my soap. That's all I have so far. Okay,
1: put your soap in my My soap. soap.
0: I like it. I like it. You know, I think you
1: just repeat that for like. Put
0: your soap in my soap. And we'll both get. <laughs>
1: I think we could work out a pretty tight harmony for that, too. Yeah, I think we're, think we're really close on that. So, uh, stacksoap.com again is the address. Um, and uh, and na- right now, we got a word from another Max Fun show that may or may not be trying to sell you soap.
0: I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is all about discovering the good stuff in culture that will do nothing less than change your life. You know, I'd never heard anything like it before. It'd be like seeing a new color, which I guess is music's like biggest asset is that
1: you can hear new sounds. I'll probably never see a new color. I'll probably never experience like a new
0: crazy taste, but I'll hear new sounds constantly. Culture picks, comedy, and in-depth interviews. It's the good stuff and just the good stuff in popular culture every week on Side. Subscribe in iTunes or find it online at MaximumFun.org. Do you want to come back with the Yahoo? Yeah, I want to come back to the, to the comedy with Yahoo. Uh, this one was sent by Kit Rekka, which is a pretty good name. Uh, I was asked by Avatar Tar Sauce. It's pretty nice. uh, good. <laughs> who asked? Clever! Sure, uh, I like it. How big is love? How do you condense love into measurable units? My girlfriend asked me how much I love her. I don't know how to tell her because I don't know the formula of love and I don't know a lot about how to measure love. The correct answer is
1: this much and then put your hands an appropriate distance apart. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the lyrics to the worst coasters song ever. Mm. <laughs> like a like a really shitty doo wop tune that that no like B side maybe to who wrote the Book of Love. How do you quantify the relative side? <laughs> who made the ruler of love? <laughs> I have found Who made
0: the graduated cylinder of love? <laughs> the closest approximate um, metric from what I found. Is Scoville units okay? Okay, um,
1: now is that a word you've heard or do you actually know what that concept represents?
0: A Scoville unit is the measurement of heat in peppers, okay? So, right, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Like, it's you a measure the capsaicin. My, that, it may not work for everyone, but my love has like a, a sort of I wouldn't say Latino fire, but I would say it, I did, uh-huh. so it's you out there. Say right um so that's how i like to that's how i like to think and also scoville units like the measurements are really high a, a, a habanero i think has like 2 million scoves uh that's uh-huh. shorthand for scoville units so okay. that's sort of what i'm working with um okay. for, for See, my particular brand of love i would have said
1: stone okay i like that because nobody knows how much it really is and it's so mysterious mm-hmm. i like that i the thing that works for me about the scoville units is that there are some real relatable peppers that you can just directly connect that to, like, "Girl, my love is like the ghost chili." Oh it's, that's oof yeah. Oh, and then you could say like we've calmed down to a like a green pepper right now. I feel like this is more like a green pepper or a cayenne. Mm-hmm. Oh, and
0: that's how you know it's like, okay well we've we've calmed down to like friends scoville units, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, "Baby, we are banana peppers, and then you'd <gasps> break, you that's how you break up.
1: Ah. Oh. We're like milk. Mm. We're zero scopes. Was, We actually cool other people's love when they drink <laughs> us. Just to be in our presence kills other people's love. <laughs> yeah, we're the opposite of love. Whatever that is. I they, they need to come up with an opposite of love. How about it, Orgyness? <laughs> <laughs> Happy love. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Even with all your science, you still haven't been able to come up with a word that's the opposite of love. Yeah, it's 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 pretty despicable. You know, you think you you think about a, a Shakespeare. Shakespeare mm-hmm. created a eyeball. He created the word puking, green eyed monster, skim milk, obscene. That's all luggage. That's, that's all created by Shakespeare. Couldn't come up with the opposite of
0: love. Pinterest. Yeah. He <laughs> did not. He did. He was talking about a um, someone. I think it was in Two Gentlemen of Verona, where he says, "Her practicing her sartorial craft, uh, she had a lot of Pinterest because she had uh, she had a lot of interest in pins." The and then the I other see.
1: the other gentleman of Verona responds, "It's not that she loved her." He opposite of loved her, <laughs> he, 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 d- he, he did, and then he- He didn't. He did opposite of, then he vomits and blacks out for six hours. It's his longest play <laughs> as a result. Most, in lots of, uh, in lots of uh, theaters, they cut that. They trim it down to three mm-hmm. hours of vomiting and blacking well, out. Well, you can usually just turn it into like a, like a dream ballet that <laughs> kind of conveys the time. Or you do like a War of the Roses kind of thing. And you're like, hey, buckle in audience.
0: Yeah. Purest through the whole this thing. This is a three-hour song about social networking <laughs> platforms. situation. <she's> <laughs> I am Barbicane the Tumblr. <laughs> Lord Stephen of a live
1: journal. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I would like to have been there on this day when this girlfriend asked this guy how much he loved her, and he responded, I don't know. I have to go to Yahoo answers.
0: A hundred? <laughs> I literally can't quantify it. How big is a house? <laughs> we have, we have a, an opportunity here not to equate it to another metric, but to come up with our own metric that we can think about how much money we can make off of that if we sold that shit to Hallmark. And we just said, like, you know, 50 billion. Throbs. Throbs. Throbs is so good. I'm mad that we
1: had this whole we were going to have this whole riff and Travis just nailed it right out of the gate. It's yeah. throbs. Obviously. It's sexual, uh, but it's also heart-related.
0: Okay, so zero throbs is just utter indifference. And negative throbs, is that hatred, or does hatred have its own... Now, what is hatred? What is hatred? I'm sorry, I forgot the goof.
1: (laughs) I'm not even going to do your throb goof now because you ruined my goof.
0: No, this is, no, just, this is such out. a, please don't take this out on your money making opportunity it. that we I'm have ex- in front of us. At once a season, I get
1: a goof veto and I'm using it to veto its <laughs> goof as a punishment for you unintentionally killing my goof. In the annals of goofdom. A,
0: this is like a goof end of <laughs> reservoir dogs. <laughs>
1: Jesus, oh. Travis is c- cutting a goofy ear off. <laughs> <and he's just laughs> dancing,
0: fuck. Say your dumb
1: thing about Robs.
0: I'm just trying to come up with for our listeners to use with their lovers. Uh-huh. I just want us to come up with some sort of metric. I uh, we founded the term. Travis founded the term. Let's come up with some some numbers. So zero well, is indifference. That's uh, how I feel about like Kevin Costner. Like fine,
1: he can do his thing.
0: What is okay? Whatever. So then it's like friendship, is maybe, maybe, a hundred. If, if a do that, why
1: have a scale though? Like, what's in between those two?
0: I mean, there's a lot of ste- acquaintance, business
1: partner, and there's the levels of friendship. You can be like we, you know, we're like go to lunch friends, and that's like seventy five throbs. Um, so that actually, t- it's nice because everybody's always saying love. Yeah. And the word doesn't mean anything. Let's get some numbers attached to
0: those. That's what I'm trying yeah. Thank. you. Welcome to the welcome to the the team building exercise. A thousand I think should be friends of Benny's. <laughs> you know like, what I mean I think that pure I think that pure and beautiful love clocks in at around thou.
1: But ten thousand is like that's the kind of love that only your grandparents have because mm-hmm. they know what sacrifice is. Wow. Like, they, ki- your pap-pap your killed the Nazis so he can love a lot harder than you.
0: The <laughs> only way that you can reach ten thousand is if you've been married to the same person for more than 50 years, and also one of you has been to war, and you know the loss. Yes. You see, I like this. I like not only putting a number to it, but
1: putting restrictions to it. Mm. So when someone's like, I love you 9,000 throbs, and you're like, no, you
0: don't because you didn't grow up in the same town next door to each other so a, sorry how do we how do we measure it though is there a device like a meat thermometer we can just plug into our hearts and know mm-hmm. it's a meat thermometer <laughs> <laughs> hey stab yourself at this hey. i gotta know i gotta right, test it right in the you heart, know those things they work. put
1: in turkeys that you know it's done because it pops out yeah it's like that yeah it's like when you do your tire pressure and it shoots out a certain amount, and you're like, "Oh, it looks like you're at about uh, 5,000 throbs. Mm. You guys are getting along well. I wish that, um, I think I'm just going to stick to measuring my wife's love the way I always have, and that's asking her to see a movie with Jason Statham in it. <laughs> I, that, what about the day when she one day says no? That actually, that joke was actually donated to me by Ray Romano, so I definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely want to thank him. <laughs> For all his.
0: <laughs> every Everybody like 4,000 throbs Raymond. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> everybody throbs Raymond. <laughs> that impression <laughs> was the Bill Clinton. Was that the brother? <laughs> that was the brother. Everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. <laughs> Raymond's brother sounds like a Vogon. It's a nightmare. <laughs> hey, I have found that I become too emotionally invested in television and book series. I tend to overload myself in the beginning, like when I discovered Doctor Who, and it consumed my every waking moment, and then feel empty and sad when they're over or I'm caught up to the current season. I don't know what to fill this void with besides more television and book series. Do you guys have any suggestions? That's from Immoderate in Indianapolis. I, I wish I knew the answer to this. I feel like, like Travis, the is was- the, Travis is the king of of just he'll he'll call you'll suggest a new show to him and he'll call you at like three in the morning like, Well, I watched all the pawn stars. Yeah. Like literally I will consume them till to, to non existence, like to the point where I use it all up and no one else can enjoy it.
0: It's like not, for me, it's like I can't be I can't be um my my work ethic goes right out the window when I know that there's T V that I should be watching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I've watched four episodes of Games, Game of Thrones, and all I want to do is watch the rest of them. Yep. But I'm trying to savor the experience, but it's literally, why we've been doing this podcast, all I can think about is that show. You know, uh, what I found funny
1: is uh, I love when something like that happens and you it gets put in perspective for you. Because, like, I had never seen that as weird, like, just sitting down and like, well, I've got today off. I'm going to watch every episode of season three of Doctor Who, right? And then when I started living with Teresa, she would come home and be like, you were on the couch watching Doctor Who when I left. I was like, yeah, I've been doing it all day. And she was just horrified. Like, how do you do that? The good news and is- And then I, then I realized it was weird. The, the good news is that you've already found the answer to your question. You have to, you have to just move on to the next thing. Yeah. You just soak up, soak up the radiance of the next, the next thing. You gotta be constantly on the hunt. That's why we got Twitter. You know, you know what dad, our dad does something that's always blown my mind. And I I first noticed it when we go on vacation. He will simultaneously read like five books. Like, and that blows my mind. That idea of like, not just one book that you're glued to. Like he'll read a chapter of one, set it down and pick up another one and read a chapter of that one. And set that down and pick
0: up a different. It's, it's, it's amazing. He has an apparatus that he built that allows him to read and turn the pages of five books at once that he reads with compound eyes. Our dad has compound eyes.
1: I have a hard enough time finding one books that Brain Giles won't disapprove of, let alone <laughs> five that I can read concurrently. So maybe that's it. Maybe pick, like, different shows and try to, like, cut Doctor Who with Storage Wars. Yeah. Cut it. You know, and break it up a little bit. Getting married helps us, too. Because yeah. when uh, I conned my wife into watching Battlestar, she ended up really liking it. But at first, when you're like, and then... And then this, and then it's on space, and then it's old timey. And as the captain, it's Edward James. Almost, <laughs> it's kind of a hard pitch. So we had to watch uh, Dawson's Creek uh, alongside of it, which mm-hmm. is which is good because it took us longer to get through both of them. Uh, and now Dawson's Creek, of course, went on a lot longer, so we're burning through those. You um, got
0: you got, got though.
1: I got goofed. Yeah, it was a it was a dirty trick, but I fell for it, because I do, because <laughs> that's my job. I and I think that's another thing. Watching something with someone So you have to, like, also match their schedule Because, like, uh, Teresa and I have been watching Downton Abbey That's
0: how you do it, yeah
1: Yeah, and because, like, we have two different schedules It's like, hey, let's find a special time to watch an episode together Instead of, like, well, she's off to work I'm gonna burn through the day watching, you know, every episode (laughs) or something You
0: really really can't enjoy a show like that you really if you watch if you spend an entire day watching the show it's not as special anymore but now no. whenever new episodes of Downton Abbey come out like I watch them with my girlfriend and it's like an event it's like an exciting thing that right. I get it's so big excited deal. for and when I said Downton Abbey I meant The Bachelor <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wish we could talk about The Bachelor together because we can't. I wanna a I need to I need to air out some grievances I have with Courtney.
1: Ugh. Okay. Well I'll just take a headset off and hey, how- you can talk about it if I can pretend like you're talking about a flavor of love. Okay. <laughs> can you switch the names around? Just replace all the girls in New York. Uh how many push ups should I be able to do? I'm thirty and a guy. Thanks, brothers. There's only one way to solve this, right?
0: All three of us you, do push ups right now to see how many. Yeah, we gotta do push ups right now see see how we do. I, I I just got
1: a text. Only if we can edit it out later, because I feel like it's only good if we can come back and say like eight hundred. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ah. Uh, eight hundred. Eight hundred. I did eight hundred too.
0: I really did fourteen.
1: Wow. <laughs> that is not good. You sh- You really did them, huh? Uh,
0: but I had it. I. But my roommate sat on my back while I did it. The thing is,
1: it doesn't matter how many that you do. It's how. M- it's the next time you gotta do one more. Yeah. Big, 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 big dog. No fear. Nineteen
0: ninety eight. Daisy, No fear.
1: <laughs> Never give up. Never surrender. You can fight. You can fly. You can crow. <laughs> you gotta save Maggie. Gotta save Jack. Let your roommate sit on your back. Oh, my God. Bangerang. No fear. No you just got to get out there and bangerang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no fear. I have all this. I'm reading this off my car's rear windshield right now. <laughs> I have all of it. I have all this emblazoned there. I can't. I've been in several collisions. <laughs> Travis, you could probably do, were we to actually do push-ups, you could probably do more than us. That seems that That is probably true. I I have healthy upper uh, body strength. your physical form in the world in a way that Griffin and I are unaccustomed. I a
0: great offense to that because I have recently been crushing it with Mr. Bob Harper of The Biggest Mm. Loser, Uh, and he has been toning and blasting me uh, in, in ways that I did not know were possible for my body to be toned and blasted.
1: Is your t- is the titular it that you're crushing your dignity? Is that? Is I that actually, it
0: I no kidding. I put the DVD, the workout DVD, in my computer in my room so that no <laughs> one can. Because when I work out, I look like a fucking sea creature. I look awful. I am like within three minutes before the fucking warm up is over. I am just drenched in sweat. I can't. I don't own free weights with which to do the exercises, so I have to use cans of pineapples. is that why you keep telling me you're eating so much pineapple one time i tried to do it with yearbooks but they got too slippery from the sweat i put on them i think the rule of thumb the problem
1: is however many you say you can do if a person cares enough about it to ask you how many you can do they're gonna say they can do five more than whatever you just said
0: guys i live in fear of the night that I'm at a party and all the dudes are like, let's have a push up competition. <laughs> I have defined my entire social life around congregating with people who are not going to put me in that awful, awful position. Yeah.
1: I, you, you, uh, and, and you ask, you know, obviously, where are the pineapples? If we're going
0: to do this, yeah. If we're, <laughs> we're going do do to do it right. right, where's the cans of dole? I'm going to need a pineapple can and I'm also going to need the skinniest person here to sit on my back. <laughs> I.
1: I was. uh, I've been trying to get a little more active, and Mm. yesterday I was actually riding the exercise bike while I was watching an episode of Parks and Recreation. And I thought, if I'm not careful, I'm going to lose touch with the streets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This—that's my concern—is I might not have the urban, sort of urban edge that I (laughs) once possessed. I oh, I, I, I should mention I was also drinking a glass of Pinot Gris. <laughs> and wearing a vest. I was wearing a vest <laughs> and nothing else. And a monocle. And a monocle. And reading uh, monocle.
0: Griffin, you got a Yahoo? I have a few Yahoos. Uh, this one was sent in by Gali Ayali. Thank you, Golly. Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user... Oh, I'm not even going to try. K-X-F-L-E-U-G-H, which I think is pronounced... Uh-huh. Who asks? How do I keep my how do I keep my
1: bat less sharp?
0: <laughs> how do I come out of the closet as a Jeopardy fetishist? Oh no. I mean there is nothing it. sexier to me than a good-looking female Jeopardy contestant. Wow. What? Maybe that's because of the
1: rarity. <laughs> this is the only thing I can ever think about again that this exists. <laughs> This Somewhere, is, there is someone going, what is my boner? You can <sighs> do as much for the world as you want to to improve it, and this will still be a thing in it. It doesn't matter. We're, it, it's sunk. The ship is sunk. You know, we've had questions about, like, you know, uh, wanting to bone Pokemon and, like, mm. porn parties with your friends. This is the most upsetting Sexual thing I've ever heard cuz they're uh, cuz you record the episode and you have no idea You're just trying to remember, you know, what what famous actress etc etc And there's some dude at home like yeah answer yeah ring that buzzer Uh, You see how she signed her name let it all
0: let's deal with some pretty harsh truths right now if you think that Ken Jennings didn't get more trim (laughs) than a Persian rug factory then you are fooling yourself. You are telling yourself goofs and lies. Yeah, but Griffin, here's the thing. There's him rolling up to
1: a bar and all the Jeopardy groupies like falling all over him. That's perfectly fine. That doesn't bother me at all. But the idea of someone sitting at home in the dark, in the glow of their TV screen, just like losing it, not because the person is winning and they want to like latch on to their coattails, but like just because the person
0: is on the show. Here's That's weird. A situation. Uh, there's an attractive lady playing Jeopardy against two people, crushing them. Crushing them. By the time the final Jeopardy comes, there's no way they can catch up, but she still bets everything, gets the answer right, and writes a little joke down in the answer field? Yeah. How do you not Yeah, I'm I'm beating it. Alright. Dots the, the eye with a little heart. Yeah. And the little heart has a mustache. For, for well, I guess Trebek doesn't have that anymore. No. <laughs> And, and the little heart doesn't have a mustache? And, she,
1: and sh- as she's leaving, she books her flight home, they say, wait, you've gotta come back tomorrow and, and win again. She said, I just won Jeopardy. Yeah. And then she winks and leaves.
0: Bat in a thousand, and then she gets- And then they say, did anyone catch her name? No, she was a Jeopardy angel. She was Roma, <laughs> she was Roma Downey. She's gone now. <laughs>
1: Shh. Schooled by an angel.
0: <laughs> and that was the day I shaved my mustache. Alex Trebek. <laughs> I'm saying there's and, there's a lot of, I'll say un un, sort of conspicuous sexual energy in Jeopardy. It's it's yeah. I think it's under the radar, and it's all generated by Alex Trebek.
1: Well, I mean, and also in every episode, someone s- talks about Merv Griffith. If there's ever been a dirtier name, I don't know what is mm. Merv
0: Griffith. I do love when that show gets accidentally sexual, like the, when the guy got the question about the garden instrument that also means a person of loose morals and he said, ho, and the answer was rake. Are they talking about, There was one where uh, the guy got asked what a, a punch to the back of the head was called, named after an animal, and he said donkey punch, but it's really a rabbit punch. <laughs> Yikes! Uh,
1: that's brutal. So that's you've, really- you've been working, at, what are you, writing a Middle Floss article about this, or what? <laughs> You're pretty well educated. Well, listen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate uh, you spending this time with us. Uh, my brother, my brother, me is is the show. If you've uh, forgotten, thank you so much to everybody who tweets about the show throughout the week using the NBA hashtag. Uh, our friend Osman Mariko was was crushing it this week with I think 30 or 40 tweets. Um, uh, Kalia Buckler. I think this person's name is Donger Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hallways, Gowdy James is always Church's wife. All the all the classic, the classic uh, uh, hits. Nicky the Rat, Chapman Kara. Um, just use that NBA game hashtag. Joshua Moore, uh, Autosun Son, Hooligan D eighty nine, Sport Burke. So many. Um, and thank you to everybody who who uh, has shared the show with a friend, told someone to listen. You can of course find us on iTunes. Search for, you know, our show. And wh- while you're searching iTunes, might I recommend checking out the Satellite Dish with Justin and Sydney macroy It's it's just so good. Their take on on modern day television hilarious. And uh, uh, in case of emergencies, on there too is Travis' show where he talks about how you can survive disaster scenarios. It's practical, useful advice, you which also, is pretty pretty different from our our show.
0: You can download my EP. <laughs> <on> iTunes. <laughs>
1: Modern, Modern Love is that the name of it? What did you decide on?
0: It's called Helplessness Blues because I I am Fleet Foxes. You guys probably <laughs> don't know that about me.
1: <laughs> I did not know. Congratulations! You got. Your guys are having a great year. Um,
0: I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of their theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, Justin, you recently got a. Uh, uh, you you got you recently had a, a Long Winters experience, right?
1: Yeah, my man John Roderick took a picture of him and Chris Ballou from President of the United States of America because he knew it make me happy. Waiting for that mashup. Sent mash it, up, that send mash it up to me.
0: Yeah. Super Collider. Um, so yeah, get that album. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. Your kids are gonna love it. And it sounds like
1: Travis is starting to open a candy of some sort. So we
0: should probably <laughs> wrap up. It's my, it's my
1: Valentine's Day candy. I'm really excited about it. I got it fifty percent off. Griffin. All right was uh, so cheap
0: because I waited till after Valentine's. This final day. Yahoo. It was sent in by. <laughs> you advise people. Griffin, go. was sent in by Kit Recca. Thank you, Kit. It's by Yahoo Answers user George Costanza who asked. <laughs> sure. It. My two hamsters escaped my hamster city and settled in my wall and won't listen to reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother,
1: my brother. Me, kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part.